It's your boy Dreams from the Notorious Mass Effect, and I'm here to let you know you're holding yourself back. Like this show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, you can even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create. Whether it's music analysis or your own radio show or something that the world's never even heard before, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership for the newbies out there. <laughs> it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let me say that again for the people in the back. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started so you can start affecting the masses. And remember your boy Dreams believed in you before you even started your show. So please don't switch up on me. Remember me when you make it to the top. That's all I ask. aka dreams and i'd like to welcome you to mine which are called the notorious mass effect podcast i am a hip-hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of r&b mixed in for episode 67 we're going to be getting into fabio foreign and his new single called story time then we're going to get into baby keem the up and coming rap artist with his latest effort of an album called the melodic blue then we're going to get into playstation playstation showcase event 2021 which i can't wait to get into that then we're going to end with maxo cream and tyler the creators latest i think it's first actually i believe this is their first collab in big persona But before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. If you want to financially support the show, support the show. I don't know what that was. (laughs) I don't know what that was at all. Anyways, if you want to financially support the show, click my cash app link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall. Also, make sure to share this podcast rating the show five stars as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Now let's get into Fabio Foreign's latest single called Storytime. Tell a little sad story about this young boy who grew up, no pops in the crib. That mama working so she couldn't really show no love when he was Ayo, a kid. A-A. He ain't even mean to do that incident. He was only 18 when he caught that bit. He ain't out of jail, he ain't out of move, he ain't out of fight, he ain't out of love. He walk in the spot. They told him strip, cork, squat. The seal just told him that this was procedure, but he knew in his mind he was doing a lot. He had to figure it out and then learn on the rules and then follow him, like it or not. He caught a new charge because he had a little weed, try to sneak the 
Nigga was right in his socks. They had him in intake for like a week. They hit his guts. They think he killed police. They made it super cold with the AC. They ain't give him no blanket. They ain't give him no sheets. They put him in a cell with a dirty thing. He couldn't think. He couldn't sleep. They gave him no soap to wash. They ain't give him no toothpaste to brush the teeth. He don't know why they keep bothering him. He was kind of scared. They wanna argue with him. Pacing back and forth to keep him following him. Couldn't take it no more. And he finally hit him. Oh, the seal done hit the button. And they coming and helping him running the crackers. Just took a beat and unleashed the demon. He looking and grilling and acting bad. He ain't never been locked up before, but he made up his mind. He like, what if this high start? Fabio Foreign has released his new single called Storytime. And for this, it's very much a story as he's playing out a scenario in only a way Fabio can. Well, there's a couple other rappers that could probably put their life scenarios which i don't know if this is fictional or not so don't like take me as this is like a, a, a fact and this is like a biography or something an audio biography or something but it's, it's more of like i believe him <laughs> like the other artists who would rap like fabio it's more like they are either in jail or they're not that popular just to be honest a lot of rappers that are blowing them now is more for me substance is more of when you put when you put your personal life into the music for fabio foreign he's one of those artists that people relate not relate that's the that's it i hope y'all don't relate but anyways um uh, for law-abiding citizens that pay close attention to fabio foreign it's more of like you understand that what he's rapping is coming from somewhere that's that he's lived through so it makes it more quality if, if if that makes sense so because you never like when Lil Tecca said he came out and said he has two twin glocks turning everybody into dancers like nobody believed him he even came out and said yeah I don't even own any guns I don't even know the last time or if I ever shot a gun so after that it was just like okay people people stopped believing and for his album sales I don't think it hurt it too much but it definitely took a dip which with albums they go up and down so it's not too bad but with Fabio Foreign, I believe that he's on the uprise and he's just, I mean, he's had collabs with the likes of Drake, Jay-Z, Big Sean, Kanye West, like, it's only a matter of time before Fabio starts getting the respect as an actual lyricist, because these type of verses definitely take time. These aren't the type of verses where you go in the studio, freestyle, come out with a track and just put it out. He had to sit down, write a whole scenario out, and make it rhyme in a way that was enjoyable for the listeners and increase the replayability. So the biggest thing with Fabio Foreign is that he's really putting his time into what he's writing. And coming off of the Off The Grid track, Fabio knew that people was recognizing him for his bars. Because really, for me, he had one of the best verses on Donda. Donda's a fantastic album and for for Fabio to be this one of the standout guest verses with the with Donda having like Jay-Z, Lil Baby, Nas, but no, I don't think Nas was on there, uh, Jay Electronica and a bunch of rappers that can actually rap for Fabio to stand out of the pack uh, on that body of work is just very substantial for his career. Now what I want to get into is the track story time and it's elements that's not really highlighted. So the biggest thing, I'm not going to do a lyric breakdown, but the biggest thing I want the y'all, the listeners to get a, to take away from this is that Fabio Foreign is definitely using his bars in a more specific way. Now, like I will be surprised if he starts going back to which i know he'll start rapping about things that all hip-hop artists rap about which is like money car money girls and what else what's the third one? Oh, no that goes along with money i was gonna say like chains or whatever but you know you know the the trilogy of topics for hip-hop artists is either money girls i really can't think of the third one i don't know why i'm it's just I can't think of it right now anyways i really like this track of course out of 10 i don't really rank tracks out of 10 i would just say that 
this is a track that you would definitely have to listen to before the album comes out just to kind of give you uh more of a perspective of what to look for for when he drops his actual album but for fabio for him coming coming up or or just rising as a as an up-and-coming artist I, i think this is a very good track for him to start off with because you definitely know he's coming up he's coming with more heat because whenever you are on an album like donda you are setting yourself up to eventually put out your own project because that's just a great way to capitalize off of the type of streams you got from a huge artist like kanye so now we're going to get into the snippet for snor- uh story time and so y'all can well at the beginning of the segment y'all heard this the snippet but now we're going to play another snippet which will showcase more of his lyricism so let's get into it fabio foreign story time right now if he want you dead it is verified and he went back in the cell and he thought to himself like damn i feel a little stupid he got a big gun in the crib but he's stuck in the gym and he can't even use it he want to retrial and take back everything that he said because he know he ain't do it Lord, homie a real n- he done made a decision already and he's sticking to it uh, yeah he's sticking to it uh, yeah now I didn't play too much of story time because it's only two minutes and 45 seconds, but it's playing out a whole scenario. So I don't want to play the, the entire track. I heard 30 seconds at the beginning of the segment, roughly around 20 to 22 seconds with this snippet. And so that's basically like half of the song. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, it's not half of the song, but you, you get what I'm saying. I'm not trying to play the entire track. You know, I want people to go and actually listen to the actual track. So I don't get in trouble. <laughs> so that's why it's called a snippet. But anyways, for Fabio Foreign, it's not it's not really too much of a deep dive for me. The biggest thing I wanted to get out with Fabio is that he's definitely on the rise. Off the grid was one of his best verses ever. So people are really respecting his lyricism a lot more. So with story time, I think it just perfectly capitalizes. Uh, capitalizes? Hold on. Gotta make sure I know how to use words. Not just, I'm just joking, but uh, it definitely capitalizes off the success of Donda, and this is a great single to follow up his off the grid verse. So click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of Fabio Foreign, and what do you think of his latest single, Story Time? Now we're gonna switch it up and get into Baby Keem, the melodic blue. <laughs> Keem, I'm just going to get straight into it because for people who really follow hip-hop, it's kind of hard to miss that Baby Keem has been one of those that's been plastered in front of everybody by Kendrick Lamar. Literally, Kendrick Lamar took a five, 20-year break, came back only for Baby Keem. Baby Keem turns out to be his cousin. They came out with a track called Family Ties one of the more successful tracks in 2021 as far as sales wise i don't know how to be able to keep pushing that track because i think kendrick's about to come with his very own album which is why i think this album is so important for baby king because it uses kendrick's stardom in a way that not not too many artists can can do like if you're a new artist you're not getting a drake kendrick or J. Cole feature your first album. So this cosign reminds me of when the Lil Wayne co-signed Drake. When Drake kinda co-signed the weekend, but the weekend was gonna be the weekend anyways. And kind of when 
Nicki Minaj was co-signed by Lil Wayne. Like that co-sign push you on push you on a different pedestal. So people are already looking at you to are already looking at you different and trying to figure out what makes you so special special that this type of legendary iconic artist co-signs you so heavily. Baby Keem is Kendrick Lamar's cousin, so for me that already answers that. For other people, they need a little bit more. They feel like K Dot is trying to start his own label, which he is trying to start his own label in PG Lang, which is the things he, he's been saying on both tracks he's on with Keem. So he's definitely trying to get that started, and Baby Keem seems like to be on the front of that label push. As far as the actual album, it's about 16 tracks. Of course, includes singles like Family Ties with the great Kendrick Lamar and Durag Activity featuring Travis Scott and also has another Kendrick Lamar track on this album, which I did not expect. I thought Family Ties was it for Kendrick. I thought he was about to go back in hiatus and just not communicate with the world at all. So it's nice to see Kendrick on here twice, but that definitely pushes the narrative that he's been chosen by Kendrick Lamar as his protege I guess you could say I mean if Kendrick Lamar goes away for five years and only comes back for this specific album I'm gonna be kind of mad or upset (laughs) but uh I think Kendrick gonna come with his own album so I'm not really too worried uh worried about that but let's get into the actual quality of the album now as far as the track list track number one trademark USA he uses beat switches very often like i don't know what producer he raps with but the the biggest thing i noticed out of this whole entire album is that there is a lot of beat switches and there's nothing wrong with that because baby keem kendrick lamar is the best at vocal inflection i'm gonna keep saying that like to like the end of time baby keem definitely takes a page out of kendrick lamar's book and uses so many vocal inflections throughout this whole album that it sounds like a different it doesn't sound like a I guess it would be kind of bad to call him say it sounds like a different person on every track but the way Baby Keem switches it up as far as his flow his cadence and his vocal inflection it makes it better as far as each and every track on this album for me it's one of my favorite tracks of the year I'm just gonna say that at the beginning because I know people are gonna be waiting for the actual review And I kind of want to put it at the beginning because when I get into the album, it's not going to be like, it's not going to be too in depth. I mean, I already gave a Donda, like I gave like a, it it felt like a two hour review of Donda and a three hour review of Certified Level Boy. So I'm not really in the album deep dive and mood, if that makes sense. Like, but um, this album is great. It's one of my favorite albums of 2021. This month of hip hop has been one of the greatest months in hip-hop than i can remember like the amount of the amount of the amount of high quality music that's coming out is is kind of insane like the pandemic stopped everything for a little bit and it just feels like it makes it feel like everything's just back to normal and i'm not a huge baby king fan but the way that this album just grabbed my attention and just held it like it like the replay value on this album i I feel like is very high so it was it was very it was one of those type of situations where i didn't have the biggest of expectations and just it just superseded my expectations like by a thousand so track number one i thought was a great start off to the album track number two pink panties which is a weird title to say the least but the actual track i like that was one of my favorite choruses of the album and also i I like the sample i thought the sample was pretty funny uh track number three scapegoats i thought that track was very solid it was a good transition from track two to four because scapegoats to me didn't stand out too much track number four ranged brothers by baby king and kendrick lamar it's funny that it has brothers in the title because one of kendrick's very like this is one of his best phrases that like Kendrick is is one of the, one of the greatest rappers ever like ever like Jay-Z Biggie like Kendrick is up there for him to just 
make that brothers flow and family ties and it just blow up it just reinstated that fact for me because if you can make something like that blow up and sound good that's how you know that you have a way with words to, like you would have thought it was a Lil Nas X remix the way that he was flowing with brother and it, it was just kind of crazy but I don't know I really like this track I like how Kendrick Lamar comes in talking about how I mean, he's basically saying his generation, his kids and his kids' kids are set. And only thing else he's going to do is just to put food on their table. So I like the whole premise of the verse. Baby Keem comes in, says some nice key. He drops some gems as far as in the in the verse. And then the whole thing, obviously I'm playing the snippet of this track. But if you didn't already hear it at the beginning of the segment. But the biggest thing for me is, is when it was going back and forth and, and then like Kendrick would come in talking all saying all these longevity bars that you can literally read out of a book. Like that's how good the bars were. And then Baby Keem would come in and he'd be like, hey, let me get some too. And then he would go crazy. And then Kendrick Lamar would come back in. He would say, let me get some too. And then I don't know. I really like how they was flowing off of each other. I think they noticed how they was flowing off each other, which is why they're doing the same thing kind of in family ties. They're going back and forth after Kendrick goes for a little bit, because at the end of the day, you don't want to have Kendrick overtaking your whole album. If Kendrick had a whole 32 bar verse, nobody would ever talk about any other track on your on your album. So for them to go back and forth after Kendrick's like eight bars, I think that was more impactful for Baby King. Then to have Kendrick just completely annihilate the beat and take over for a 32 bar verse, which he could have easily done. So now I'm going to play the snippet for Range Brothers. And so you can hear for yourself right now. Everybody want to be great, but the work don't relate and the life be mistaken the truth. I remember banking with Chase like 400k staring at it. I ain't know what to do. Now I look at money like a resource. Every contract gonna put my kids, family, and school. Health and wealth going deep for it. Do right for my next life. And he did something too. I remember roaches. Mama lost focus. I was at home. No lights, no food. Heard that the joke is hot king broken. Head to the ground when I walk in school. Going through the motions. Mad, impulsive, Benny. I ain't want to buy by the rules. I shall reside with a vibe with pool. That boo man, let me get some too Life ain't always about your name And they mouth in the cars and the clothes and the jewels Every little that's born looking like soft Only meant for your ego to bruise Bet when a get bored and the points ain't scored You gon' live in this world confused Every day the hate restored and the fate get short That, let me get some too My livelihood was understood That the roof I'm in, I boo The shoes I feel are huge Keen wanna share that for a move Want face, need this cause I this in a black hatchback, I front in the pics when the heart don't match. Take care of the kids, gotta go where they at. Ay. Hold on, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's. Hmm. Yeah, that was my fa Honestly, I think before Baby Keem said the first, let me get some. That was my favorite part of the track. Because Kendrick Lamar was dropping some gems. He was talking about college. I mean, he was talking about his life. He said one thing that I thought was very prevalent. He was like, girls are only meant for your egos to bruise. And for him to say that, it was just icing on the cake. Like, honestly, that's such a, like, a deep line because it's kind of like if you let that be your only focus, then your ego will bruise because things get old. Things get old and a lot of situations change. So for Kendrick Lamar, to say that it was amazing and and obviously I, I feel like that goes off of what i said in my last pod which a lot of people kind of talked about it was like man you was really talking when you said this and this and this and what, what they was talking about was when i said how if your main focus is just pleasing other people then you would never feel satis satis uh satisfaction uh, i can't even say words still can't say words anyways you won't be able to feel satisfaction if you're if you're trying to please other people but if you're doing something that pleases yourself as far as something in your craft or something that you aspire aspire to do and if you're focusing if you're making that the main goal and whenever you get on the side it's kind of like not number one to that like it's always behind but it's still high but it's not number one so when it if it goes away 
then you won't be completely depressed or something or or you won't end up like drake was when he made marvin's room <laughs> so yeah uh i really like that track my favorite track off of the album by far i just like the way kendrick well actually Fa family ties is my favorite track on the album by far but that's a single so it's hard for me to count singles because they're like i mean it's a single like what are you gonna you've already heard it so i gotta compare the new material on the album so as far as new material i would say range brothers is my favorite track off of this album then we get into track number five issues that's the second snippet i'm gonna play from the album as i really like i just like the overall theme of it i like the how how smooth it was and so i'm gonna play a little snippet most of these are gonna be short after um the range brothers snippet was probably the longest snippet you was gonna get from this album <clears throat> or no no longest snippet you're gonna get from me but as far as issues and the other track i'm gonna play as far as snippet it's gonna be pretty short so here is the snippet of issues by baby king So yeah, of course that was more of a snippet, probably a short snippet compared to what I usually do. But I don't know, I, I enjoyed the album. It's not really too much for me to say about these different tracks, but to say that Issues was one of the standouts for me on this album. Getting to track number six, Gorgeous. I thought that track was okay. It, I mean, it was solid, but it wasn't like a standout. Track number seven, South Africa. I love the beat. I love the sample they use. And for Baby Keem, he switches up his flow so many different times throughout this album that I never got bored with it. And I really enjoy listening to it over and over again. So South Africa was another solid one for me. Track number eight, Lost Souls. Honestly, this was my least favorite track off of the album. Some other people may like it, but for me, I didn't really... It didn't do anything for me. Track number nine, Coco featuring Don Tolliver. I love the topic, how this is just meant to be a club hit, honestly. And the way they went, the way they played off of each other, I think was great. Don Tolliver, of course, gave a really solid verse. Makes me understand why Travis Scott is on this album because if Kendrick Lamar is going to ask Travis Scott for a feature or for uh, what's that word called? For a favor, then like uh, for a favor being on the album, then Travis Scott probably came back and was like, well, put my uh, put my artist on this album then too if you want me to be on it. So. They probably accommodated for that, but so that's why I think Don Tolliver is on here. Because besides Don Tolliver, you only have Kendrick Lamar and Travis Scott. So they, I think Baby King was going for more of a solo album, but of course Big Cousin had to be on it. And Travis Scott being on your album, your very first album, can't hurt at all. Track number eleven, Scars. Now, as far as Scars, I, be, I believe that this track is one of my personal favorites because I just love the message of it. And the entire track is just so uplifting. It's probably the more one of the more positive, uplifting tracks on the entire album, which there's a lot of them. But for me, this one is more impactful, positive, like positive-wise, or, or just having positive vibes. It, this is more impactful than all the other tracks on the album. Track number 12, Do Rag Activity, and uh, featuring Travis Scott. So for for this track, it is like I feel like this was a favorite. I don't think Baby Keem and Travis Scott really thought they just made music that well together. I think Kendrick Lamar Kendrick Lamar called in a favor and was like, "Hey Travis, you doing anything? Can you hop on my artist track?" And then Travis Scott was like, had all type of demands, and that that's how I feel like it went down. Because I've heard some things about the Do Rag Activity track, nothing like malicious or. There's no beef between Travis Kendrick or Travis and Baby Keem. It was just strictly business. So I really liked that track as a single. I think it did what it needed to do numbers wise. Honestly, I don't think it did. I don't. I do not think it did what it needed to do numbers wise because Family Ties is going crazy right now. And Durag Activity, I don't think it did that well as far as like longevity wise. But anyways, track number thirteen, Boo Man. <laughs> Kendra calls, Boo, I mean, Kendra calls Baby King Boo Man on 
what's it called what's this track called range brothers he calls baby king boo man he's like boo man let me get some too so i guess that's his nickname but besides that track didn't really grab me track number 14 for first order of business i think this was the most simplistic track on baby king's album but i feel like baby king delivered enough quotables that made it have a high replay value so this is more of the this is one of the tracks you can play in any type of situation more than the other ones the other ones is more of like a vibe and just listen to the bars but this one's more like set for any type of situation track number 15 vent i really like vent this is the third and final snippet i have for the album and you can see how spread out the the snippets are for the album that i really enjoyed it because it's just like such an impactful album for me because the bars are not like he doesn't wait but actually he does get into the mumble rapper lane sometimes where he just harmonizes or does his little baby voice because you know he's baby king and that may get annoying for some people but for me i really liked his bars and i it just made me look over that so i really like vent and that's the third and final snippet i have for the album so here is vent by baby king right now i got a way i got a politic i got a bay ain't no apologies when i get paid a dermatologist i want the f- don't talk to me when i stump in this watery i got the tuna fish yeah uh acting like groovy huh wanna get mad cause i keep on looking i learn up huh i got the furniture options my u-haul moving Huh. I buy the toe when I shop it. Rock band on two seat. Now it looks spooky, huh? So this track is more for. I feel like this track is definitely more for like a club like vibe because it's not too many. The lyricism is is as low as you would get on a Baby Keem album, but the production wise i feel like it makes it so it's more of a party anthem than anything so baby king kind of tried to check all the boxes sort of like how sometimes i say other artists look for like a dance hall a club hit a radio hit and just they they try to check off all the boxes as far as singles i feel like this one is one of those check off boxes it's like a like maybe a club hit because vent for me is one of those one of those you can just play and it will definitely get the mood it will definitely uh get everybody more upbeat so yeah i really enjoyed it after vent we got into track his final track 16 i thought track number 16 call 16 was a great outro i mean it was just it was a very solid way to end his uh, album and the melodic blue to me is one of the best albums of 2021 so that is my melodic blue review and so just let me know on one of my social medias what do you think of baby keem in general like his rise and what is your favorite track off of the melodic blue now we're going to get into the playstation showcase event 2021 okay some of the news that most people have been waiting for the playstation 5 well not yet because of the pandemic but the playstation showcase 2021 it showcases all the new titles coming to ps5 and ps4 because of the shortage of chips due to the pandemic it's harder to make most technical tech um what is like the ps5 xbox series x and nintendo switch all of those use the same chip i forget what it's called but a lot of things are being postponed because of that chip not being as mass produced as it used to be as far as the playstation event though or the playstation showcase i might add they showed a lot of games like project eve Grand Theft Auto 5, which they talked about how Grand Theft Auto 5 will be released for the third generation of consoles, meaning that they will improve the graphics and enhance the game, but it's still GTA 5, which is just super 
annoying for fans who want GTA 6, but at this point, Rockstar is just like, if y'all gonna keep buying the same exact game, we're never gonna make another game ever, so, I mean, you can't really fault them for that at this point. Then you get into Ghost Rider Tokyo, they, they released that game, I have no idea what that's about. Then they released Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, of course, I know Square Enix is doing that game, the same game, I mean, the same company that did the same developers that made the Marvel's Avengers game. So as far as them, they have no credibility for me when it comes to Marvel games. Like, I don't even understand why they're still allowed to make them. Like, at this point, just give all the Marvel games to Insomniac. But we're going to get to that in a second. Then we get into Blood Hunt. Blood Hunt looked solid. Deathloop was revealed again, and they said it will launch September 14th. But Bethesda wanted to give another sneak peek as the game as i released before i believe when i released this pod or episode this game will already be out so for them to release another teaser but just to remind fans like hey we're about to come out please buy our game like i think this would be one of one of the more talked about games in in the future so then we got into uncharted legacy of thieves collection basically just bundling all of the games and making a remaster for the ps5 which i don't know if i i think i did talk about this when i talked about playstation and xbox i've talked about playstation so many times about the graphics like the ps5 and ps4 graphics if you look at the comparison it's not enough to make me feel like i need a new console like if if spider-man ps5 which is rumored to only come out on ps5 if that only comes out on PS5, then I would get a PS5. Literally, the reason why I switched from Xbox to Sony is because when Spider-Man PS4 was coming out, it was only for PlayStation and, I, PlayStation, and I was just like, I'm not missing out on this game. So, that that's the reason why I wanted to get a PlayStation. And now it's just turned into like this huge franchise, which not a lot of people even thought it would turn into what it did. I mean, we literally already got a spinoff game with the Miles Morales. Now they're making another hero, which is another huge announcement with Wolverine. They didn't give us a release date or anything, but just them announcement announcing that they are doing Wolverine at this part at this point Marvel is def is, is taking Insomniac and they're going I think they're going to give them the keys to every hero in their gallery in their rogues gallery if they do wolverine right like at this point if they can't miss with wolverine then just give them every other hero and just say please make a good avengers game because square enix definitely did not accomplish that at all then we got to gran turismo 7 that was a racing game of course i mean i don't I don't know if they're trying to be like Xbox with the racing game announcements. Like, nobody cares about that. Um, Marvel Spider-Man 2 was announced. Venom and Kraven are the main villains of the game. That's all. That's also one of the things I want to talk about. So, I play Marvel's Spider-Man PS4 and Miles Morales. I like PS4 better just because it has more content. But, um, as far as Marvel Spider-Man 2 with Kraven and Venom being the villains, I think it will kind of play out how... Mr. Negative and Dr. Octopus was the villains in, in PS4. Like, Craven would be the villain for most of the game, but then at the end, Venom would come through and be the be the final boss. They did that with a lot of Spider-Man games, but you usually try to save the big boss for the end. So I think Venom would come through at the end and just mess up everything. And he might not be defeated. Like, there may be a Thanos-type victory for Venom. That's just something I'm predicting. I don't see them wrapping up that venom arc so quickly because they haven't even put venom into the first game only thing you saw was a post credit of venom might like pop out but as far as the marvel spider-man 2 like i i feel like they're gonna build it up so much that they're gonna leave it to the end to bring venom out and then they're just gonna try to leave on a cliffhanger so if that makes sense honestly one of the best spider-man games one of the best Spider-Man Venom games ever if you want to like get used to the Spider-Man Venom dynamic is Spider-Man Web of Shadows. One of my favorite Spider-Man games of all time. My favorite Spider-Man game of all time is probably the one... Oh, wait. I don't know. Because the Spider-Man Web of Shadows, that's one of my favorite games. And then there's another one called Spider-Man... 
I think it's just Ultimate Spider-Man. It's like really young Spider-Man, like cartoon style. And you fight Venom at the end too. Also, like you're saving somebody from a burning helicopter or something. I don't know. Something's burning. Everything's burning in that final mission. But a lot of those mechanics was taken and put into Spider-Man PS4. I think it was called Ultimate Spider-Man. And because, you, okay, so <clears throat> for people who played the game, this will help you know what I'm talking about. So this in this game, you actually fight Wolverine as Venom. And that's one of my favorite, like, fight scenes. Like, literally, you go from playing as Spider-Man to playing as Venom. But Venom actually fights some of the villains in the game. But he does fight Wolverine, which is a big thing. And, like, Wolverine is such a part of Spider-Man. It just, I don't, it just makes so much, like, it, it's such, like, a perfect combination of insomniac having wolverine and spider-man like if the wolverine game comes out after spider-man 2 which i think it will like a year or two and if that's a great game that i could see a spider-man wolverine game in the future but that's like later down the line like i can really see what insomniac is going with this like if venom is still alive with spider-man 2 wolverine game does great they can have a, a mashup like they did in ultimate spider-man and like they did in spider-man web of shadows like i don't know why i didn't put that together when they announced spider-man venom and wolverine in the same weekend there's literally been two games that are on the top of my list of spider-man game best spider-man games of all time and they had wolverine in it like i, I don't know how that skipped my mind but that's kind of funny because wolverine was in web of shadows fighting against the symbiotes and wolverine was in ultimate uh, spider-man where he had a huge level with fighting venom i mean you was venom fighting wolverine but like at the same time it was wolverine like it wasn't no d-list c-list or uh, c-list d-list type hero and then finally playstation event they showcased god of war ragnarok now for those that don't know i have played the original god of war and when i say original i mean the original ps4 god of war not like all the other games that was totally different from the first god of war on ps4 but the the mechanics on this game is just out of this world like god of war is literally one of the best games is one of the best reinventions of a character in the game ever like as far as a video game character being changed in such a dramatic way and people accepting it like, people do not accept change like I don't know if you know that but the old way is always better than the new way for people so for God of War to come out and change the mechanics of God of of the sole reason why people play God of War and making it to a strategic game where you can get one shot coming from a game where it was just like a sponge you taking all type of damage and just pressing one button killing everything it was such a dramatic change but it was it was so welcome that it was just it just made me know that the video game community isn't as I don't know I don't want to disrespect the hip hop community but let's just say this would never be able to happen in hip hop somebody wouldn't be able to come out <clears throat> do something be successful in one way come back completely change and people call it like the best thing like it was the best thing ever so yeah it's it's very much a, a huge change and it's, it was a welcome change to my surprise i liked the game because that was my first god of war game ever so that's what i was introduced to but when i look back at the other games that other people play about the old god of war and saw how it played out and how the gameplay mechanics were i was like wow this is a really crazy violent game it's like a hack and slash game like it's no strategic type of movement at all i mean you may dodge here and there and god of war you're sidestepping you're using the shield you're combining it with the axe you're combining it with the blades of chaos you're combining different abilities to take out certain enemies certain abilities don't work on any uh that type of one like it's just so detailed and, and it's not no it's not a hack and slash game like one move doesn't kill everybody throughout the whole story like and this in the original god of war game on ps4 there were certain moves that took out certain characters 
and certain moves that did not work at all on the other characters and you will find that out very soon if very quickly especially if you ran into a high level boss and you got one shot and you will realize that this is a totally different game than the past god of wars so yeah that's all i really wanted to talk about when it when it came to playstation the showcase event for me i really can't wait for these games i don't know where i'm gonna find the time to play these games like i guess i'm gonna have to find the time like whenever i go to sleep i guess i'm gonna have to play the games then <laughs> like yeah it's uh schedule schedule's crazy your boy's schedule's crazy but um as far as fitting it into my schedule i don't know i mean little baby did say what, what did he say he said something about so thick it could fit in my schedule or something like that i mean i think he was talking about a female but still um as far as video games, I mean, if it's so great, you know, what I mean, if it's if it's great quality, it's gonna fit in my schedule somehow. Like I'll be be on the plane playing the game. <laughs> I actually don't know. Be be in the car driving playing the game. I don't know. I'll find some time to play it. But anyways, uh, that's all I had to say about the PlayStation Showcase 2021. Let me know on one of my social media. Click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of the reveals for the PlayStation Showcase? And what was your favorite video game? revealed or favorite title revealed at playstation showcase 2021 now we're going to switch it up and get into maxo cream and tyler the creator's first ever collab and big persona Talking about million for the summer house. Love it when the sun be out, cause we be out. Riding around in that thing with the saddle roll. And the inside of the like a cantaloupe. Got a Grammy and that just the interlude. Y'all look lucky, I ain't snatch the other two. Got a lemon that sit on the air ring. And a glimmering like bling. Dance on the moon to be like sing. So far, so far, so far. Yeah, Maxo Cream and Tyler the Creator. I don't know where this collab came from. It kind of reminds me of. The Megan The Stallion BTS collab, like it was very much out of left field. Of course, this is bound. This I feel like on a probability scale, this would be higher than a Megan The Stallion BTS collab. But for me, I still didn't see it coming. So Houston rapper Maxo Cream has collaborated with Tyler the Creator for Big Persona, latest single off maxo's upcoming album called weight of the world which if you look at maxo cream you would kind of wonder if he's kind of the one bringing the weight on the world you know what i mean but anyways the uh tyler the creator addition to this track is very much needed as tyler the creator comes with such a weird unique style that when he actually held an event drake came out to headline well not headline but be one to surprise pop outs and he got booed off the stage because tyler the creator's fan base is not normal at all you boo the goat off the stage you can officially claim that your fan base is one of the weirdest to ever be in the hip-hop community so it's definitely like a cult like fan base not knocking it at all you gotta get it how you get it for tyler the creator he's got it and he has one of the best fan bases in hip-hop definitely one of the more unique <laughs> uh fan bases in hip-hop as i think his whole thing as far as fashion is like oddball stuff i don't really know the actual title y'all have to click my link tree in my bio let me know on one of my social medias what do you think or not what do you think sorry i actually that, that just rolls off the top off the tongue nowadays but let me know what is what does all oddball mean and if i am even saying it right so the track is, is is solid. I really like the way they, they play off of the Maxo Cream, Tyler the Creator dynamic because in the DMs, Maxo Cream de, uh, leaked how Tyler the Creator was texting him, kind of like, uh, you know, Tyler the Creator had Lil Nas X type vibes in his DM, DMs, calling him Maxi, and then Maxo was like, "LOL, is Maxo? What's up, bro?" And then, and then the Tyler the Creator was like hitting him texting him and said sorry i hit you the other day and didn't follow up and basically basically tyler the creator was just sending all type of weird stuff for maxo telling him he was gonna help him out but at the same time 
I guess he was leaving him on red or whatever. So the biggest thing for to, to take away with this is that this collab was very much unexpected, but from what we got out of it was a very much a solid track. Not great, not bad, just solid at best. So here is a snippet I have from Maxo Cream and Tyler the Creator Big Persona right now. It's whatever. It's Mr. Maxo, Biggie, Papa. Who you know that do it better? I'm the trapper, Rock Obama. Betty Crocker used to peddle. Mixing drugs, buddy, love nutty professor with Gazelda. Pockets, Kim and Nicky Park. I make more money than professor. I'm getting cake. Eight figures, no more section eight. Move mama out the hood. We ain't good, but we doing great. Big mansion, new estate. Friendly neighbors, pearly gates. Sipping on the Palmas with my mama, chilling by the lake. So yeah, I feel like it's a vibe throughout this entire track. It's one of my standout tracks of the weekend, which <laughs> I don't know. That's, I feel like that was such an ESPN type stack, uh, type stat. Yeah, it's one of my favorite tracks on a Tuesday at two o'clock. No, but I actually I thought this track was solid. I didn't I didn't expect too much from this collab. It exceeded my expectations. I thought it was a solid track. So click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of the Maxo Cream and Tyler the Creator Big Persona collab? And would you like for them to make more music in the future? Getting into the overview of the pod, we started with Fabio Foreign's story time. And I talked about how Fabio is definitely living his raps as the people who can even do this type of content and make it seem real to their own life is either in jail or not doing too well in the hip-hop industry then we got into baby keem the, the melodic blue talked about how baby keem had the ultimate alley-oop from kendrick lamar and hopefully we can see in the future if he slam dunks it because the critics are not liking his album right now but me personally for me it's one of my favorite albums of the year then we got to playstation showcase event i couldn't wait to talk about this i played spider-man ps4 I played God of War, and for both of those games, those were masterpieces, and the, like, honestly, those those games are great. Stand, like, literally, if I actually was, like, one of those guys who never, like, did anything and was, like, had all type of free time, I would play those games, like, over and over, so. Good thing I'm busy. <laughs> so, yeah, now, then we got into Maxo Cream and Tyler, the creator, Big Persona. I talked about how Big Persona is one of the more unexpected collapse of 2021 you don't really expect maxo cream to get a feature like tyler the creator not to disrespect maxo cream's quality it's just industry and labels they always look at numbers when artists collab and if they don't match up they're just like why are you doing this so tyler the creator seemed like he did this like this just came out of a genuine place and he just wanted to help out maxo cream so that was just nice so yeah, that's about it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Notorious Mass Effect podcast. And don't be afraid to send me a voice message letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode. Click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. If you want to financially support the show, click my Cash App link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall. Make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Notorious Mass Effect.